Welcome to Ignite Your Confidence for women in leadership who want to speak up and stand out. I'm your host, Karen Laus. Here you'll get all of the tips and tools that you need to stand out with unshakable confidence. Let's jump in to today's episode. Today, I have five tips on how to be taken seriously. Too often, women are not taken seriously in the workplace in particular, and this is something that we need to change. Now, while we can't control what other people are going to do, we can certainly control how we come across and make sure that we are at the absolute top of our communication and confidence game. One of the things that comes to mind when I was listening to a very powerful business owner, I'm hesitant there because I thought, oh, I I can't say his name here because he didn't publish it when we had the conversation, but he did tell a really powerful story. He has a team of people and he had somebody that came up to him about a month or two after working there. And she said to him, hey, so-and-so, we'll call him Mike. His name was not Mike, just to be clear. And she said, hey, Mike, I'm really enjoying working here. And the one thing that I wanted to ask you is I would like more opportunities and have your permission to lead. I would like to be able to speak up more in meetings. And he was so taken aback by that because he said, well, just lead. He said it never occurred to him that someone would need permission to lead. And this is something that really struck me and it made me think, wow, it's really important that we talk about this more. What might you be doing that's getting in your way? Where aren't you stepping up where you could be stepping out? Where are you looking for permission? And this is actually my story too, from years ago when my boss had to shut down a meeting in the most gracious, wonderful way, but she shut it down because I couldn't get the words out. And I was looking for permission to speak a lot of the times. And that's when she pulled me aside and she said, you have to trust your gut. You could have just said, I don't know exactly why we were doing this in the first place. So let's table this and talk about it another time. And that was, again, another huge insightful thing for me to hear because it never would have occurred to me that I could could ask. Well, let's put it this way. I had to make sure that I could recognize that I could have given myself permission, but for a lot of reasons from my past and the way that I was taught and things were modeled to me, it always felt and was very strongly modeled to me, not just didn't just feel that way, but I needed to look to someone else to give me permission, particularly an authority figure. So that leaves me to... My number one tip, assume you have permission already. Don't wait for it. And if we can have this mindset more, that's going to help us to grow in our leadership role. It's going to help us to be stronger leaders. We'll be seen as more influential and more valued. And that will help us to be taken seriously. And I thought that story that this guy, Mike, the business owner had shared with me was so powerful because how many of us are waiting? How many of us, based on what we were culturally conditioned to do, to be the nice person, to wait for everybody else to go first, to get permission to lead, no more of that. We need to just lead, go for it. 
So again, number one is assume you have permission, don't wait. Number two is to speak with conviction. Have a declarative tone. Too often what I see are women misrepresenting themselves. They're acting as if they don't have the same experience and expertise as they actually do have. And they come across as tentative in their voice, a little bit unsure. The conversation is filled with non-words like um and ah, or even real words, but that are just filler. Like, really? You know what I mean? Does that make sense? A variety of words that can take away from our credibility. So be aware of those words so that you can come across also with that declarative tone. One of the ways to think about this is to punctuate your words. Too often, well, we don't think twice about an email. We punctuate with commas, exclamation points, and the like. But when we speak, we don't tend to punctuate. We tend to speak in run-on sentences, or we don't end with a period. And when we can end with a period at the end of a sentence, and I know it sounds very basic, but a lot of people don't do it, is to make sure that when you do end with that period, that you create a little bit of a pause there. Even a one second pause is better than nothing. You don't want to be rushing through your speech either and sound like you're rushed, in which case that usually equates to nervousness. And when we're nervous, we don't come across as if we're in control. So we want to make sure that we come across as controlled and well-paced. And when we have that vocal variety, that's going to really help us to be engaging. But most importantly, with that period at the end of the sentence, you want to make sure that you speak with conviction. Now, imagine if I said that same sentence with upspeak, which is that slang term, upspeak, that slang term for when we end a statement with a question mark or a comma. Imagine if I said, it's really important to speak with conviction. You would say, what? I don't trust this person. They're not credible. A lot of these things are so simple and yet they make a huge difference. So you want to speak with conviction, speak with strength and speak with confidence when you speak. One way to help you with this is to think about the end of the sentence. Even if you realize that you're rambling a little bit or you go off on a tangent, always make sure that when you end that sentence, the last word that you say in that sentence, you put a period on the end, put a period on the end. Give that a try, see how that goes. And remember, best tip that I can always offer you is to record yourself so you hear how you actually sound. So give that a try if you haven't yet. Number three, avoid minimizing language. And by the way, there are more details on my website. You can go there for the freebie called Nine Words to Avoid and What to Say Instead. But a couple of tips on that. Avoid minimizing language, the language that does not make you come across as strong, as credible. And those are things like the words just and little. Now, there is a time to say just, like I just went across the street, or I just saw so-and-so. But if you can avoid it, that will make you come across with more confidence. For example, imagine if I said, I just want to share a little tip with you. And it <laughs> does not sound very credible. Just 
devalues what I'm going to say, and then little makes it seem like it's not that big of a deal. And if you want to be taken seriously, you need to have confidence in your content. So instead, I would say, I want to share a tip with you. And notice how taking out those minimizing words can make me come across and you as a much more powerful presenter, much more powerful speaker. So get rid of that, those words, anything that's extraneous that doesn't add to your content. And that's the thing that's fascinating. It didn't add anything when I had Justin Little in there. And most of you are listening to this. But for those of you that are watching and for anybody that's listening to know that usually, and what I did there when I said, I just want to share a little tip with you, my voice got a little bit higher, but I shrugged my shoulders as well. And when we shrug our shoulders, it makes us come across, well, we truly make ourselves smaller when we do that. And when you combine that with the words, just little or things like, does that make sense? That sounds like we're questioning ourselves. So lots of, lots of things that we can do to shift how we come across and how people decide whether they like us, trust us, and think that we're credible. The fourth one is to have a strong handshake and make direct eye contact. Now, I recognize that a lot of what we're doing is still virtual and will remain that way for a long, long time. But when you do meet someone in person, make sure that you don't have a limp handshake. And if you're not sure if you do or not, ask somebody, shake their hand, shake a family member's hand, shake a friend's hand and say, how is my handshake on a scale of one to 10? Sometimes rare, rare cases. I've had the strongest handshake. It makes my own hand hurt. <laughs> but most of the time, women don't have the strongest handshake that they could. So you want to make sure you avoid that limp noodle that does not make you come across as confident and strong. With the eye contact, absolutely you want to have eye contact, particularly in person, but it also reflects to Zoom. Let's talk about in person first, and then we'll talk about Zoom or any other virtual platform. In person, on average, when you're talking with somebody one-on-one, -on -one, you're looking at that person for generally about seven to 10 seconds before one of you looks away. That is natural human tendency. So when you take that and expand that to a larger group of people, even frankly, more than, more than one, you want to focus on looking at each person in the room for three to five seconds of solid eye contact, individually looking at one person at a time. That is how we connect. We don't connect by scanning an audience. We don't connect by flitting our eyes around the room and looking at each person for a nanosecond. We don't connect by looking up to think or down to think. Now, I recognize we're all human beings. It's okay if you don't do it 100% of the time but shoot for 90. And if you get to 80%, even just fine. That's just fine. Most importantly is to focus on the majority of the time you are solidly looking at people. And again, with, with Zoom or virtual, the hard part is we want to look where we're more comfortable. We want to either look at ourselves or we want to look at someone else. But if they're at the bottom of the screen or at the side of the screen, all the person on the other side of that screen listening to you or watching you is going to have as an experience is 
you looking to the side. And imagine if you went to a networking event and the whole time you were talking to somebody, you looked over their shoulder or you looked up to the right and to the sky. Those things are so little and subtle, but they make a huge difference. And you've all experienced it when you're, when you're, if you see somebody who's on their phone all the time and you're having to have a conversation, it feels like they're not listening to you when they're looking somewhere else. So remember to have that strong, solid eye contact. Let's move on to number five, which is be decisive. Boy, this was a challenge for me for many years. Interestingly enough, early on in my career, so in 1996, I had a friend who I ended up working with and she would come into my office and ask questions. I was the HR manager there. And one day she said, Karen, you are so much more decisive at work than in our personal lives. And I said, what do you mean? And she said, oh my gosh, well, in our personal lives with our friends, you're, you're always saying, well, which restaurant? I don't know what, maybe this one, maybe that one. And at work, she said I was a lot more decisive. And I found that really interesting. That is something I did not know about myself back at 1996. So the power of being decisive makes you come across as stronger. And if you don't know, so the the, ad, the, antid, or the adjacent to this is, I like to say, be decisive, don't waver. So when you don't know an answer or you're not sure, Instead of wavering and saying out loud, oh, I'm not sure, and we could do this, we could do this, simply say, let's brainstorm for a moment. Or say, give me some time to think about that. I'm going to take this, think about it, and I'll get back to everybody by next Monday or something like that. But don't be afraid to table the conversation, but make sure that you come across as decisive in whatever it is that you want to do with that scenario or that that topic. You don't have to go back and forth. But why I said brainstorm is that then there's an intentionality behind the wavering. Not that you're going to waver, but when you say, let's brainstorm, it creates this new dynamic where you're throwing out ideas, you're checking things out. There's no pressure to be immediately decisive. You're simply exploring options. And that decisiveness though, about moving into that, either as a conversation in that meeting or setting a time to brainstorm another day, that's all gonna make you come across as more of a leader. Let's review these. How to be taken seriously. Number one, again, we have five tips. Number one is assume you have permission to speak or to lead. Don't wait for it. Number two, speak with conviction. Have that declarative tone so you sound like you know what you're talking about. Number three, avoid minimizing language, such as the words just and little. Number four, have a strong handshake and make direct eye contact. Number five, be decisive. Don't waver. Those are a few tips that will help you to be taken seriously. Now, I recognize there are still going to be times when you aren't taken seriously, but when you elevate to the highest possible level that you could get to in your communication, your confidence, and your leadership, that is what's going to serve you to help you do everything in your power 
And I know it's an unfair world. And I frankly, it, it sucks that it is. And yet we need to navigate it. To be influential, we need to figure out what does our audience care about? What do they want? And how can you position your words in a way that makes them get it, that they're going to absorb it? And once you've got their trust and you're well-liked, then you have a little more leverage to be able to share what it is that you want specifically. And that can help you to get there. But these five tips will definitely help you get on your way. And I hope that they helped you to polish up today specifically. And by the way, if you are looking for a speaker for your conference, you're looking for an offsite facilitator, maybe an onsite facilitator, someone to help you facilitate your meeting or your team's offsite, I would love to talk with you more. Please give me a call, send me a DM, throw me a chat, send me an email, karen at karenlaus.com. Lots of different ways that you can reach out to me. But until we talk again, you too can stand out with unshakable confidence. Lead well. And that's a wrap of another episode of Ignite Your Confidence. I'm your host, Karen Laus. Thank you so much for listening. If you love today's episode, please subscribe and leave a review. It helps other people find the podcast faster, and it certainly helps me. If you're interested in more tips and tools around confidence, please join me over in my Facebook group called Ignite Your Confidence with Karen Laus. Remember, you too can stand out with unshakable confidence. <laughs>